Communities Podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. We're so happy to be able to share everything that we love about Winchester with you, and we want to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. And today I get a chance to use the word we because I have a partner in crime with me today, a co-host, if you want to call her that. <laughs> her name's Danielle Spriggs. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm excited to have you here because um, you you have a lot of just, just history that you've experienced in life that you can share with us. You know, I've known you for a while, your neighbor, your friend, and now you get a chance to be on a podcast with me. That's I mean, really exciting. Who knew, who right? Who knew? And um, your husband's actually been a part of the podcast with us about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we dive into kind of the theme and topic of today, just introduce yourself. Share, like, who are you? Goodness, what are you? Who am I? <laughs> yes. The ever-longing search of who am I? Yeah. Um, so for the past 18 years, I've been a choral director at Prince William County Public Schools, taught middle school choir to 6th, oh, 7th, and 8th graders. I have to pause on that. Pause. 6th, 7th, and 8th grade mm-hmm. middle school choir. Mm-hmm teaching kids how to sing yes and they really wanted to sing not What's, always yeah i sometimes had to change their minds about what being in a choir uh-huh. meant um uh-huh. and i was pretty successful at that for 18 years um some of them loved to sing and others you know hated life when they walked through the classroom but middle school is such a weird age it, it really is um I don't think any of us really enjoyed middle school. <laughs> <laughs> it's just get in, get out, put your head down. Don't don't bother anybody around you. But yeah, so so you you taught them how to sing, yes. do choir performances. That's what what was kind of like the highlight of your career doing that. Oh, well, there there are a lot of highlights. There are also a lot of lowlights being a, a teacher, but. Um, you know, one of the things I also appreciated and enjoyed about teaching is you're not just teaching singing. You're also molding a human mm. because at that age, they're just very impressionable, very moldable and um, teaching them how to be good. We would just get on a topic and say, hey, why is this right? Why is this wrong? And we'd look at the clock and say, oh, well, rehearsal's gone. But hey, we'll try again tomorrow. And, and they're probably like, yay. Well, no, I mean, sometimes like, oh, we didn't sing today. But, <laughs> you know, it, it was always a, a really good dynamic between, you know, the class and, and I. And we always made choir like a family. Yeah. Um, you knew if, when you came there, it was a safe space mm-hmm. um, to, to sing and put yourself out there or to, you know, talk about a problem in the classroom and you know you had a family there to support you yeah so that that was you know the relationships i made i think with the students were were probably the highlight i mean yeah we we killed a lot of performances and got a lot of first places Uh and superior ratings nice which is great because i'm competitive but i wouldn't say that was the highlight so you said prince william county Mm mm-hmm how long of a drive from Winchester well, did you have to, that's to go? that's been different over the years with the amount of stoplights yeah. that have been yeah. put in between here yeah. and there. But anywhere from 50 minutes to an hour. So that probably got draining waking up. Hmm. Um, which was fine when we were, you know, just a single couple without a child. And yeah. then we had our little boy who's wonderful and it just, that became more difficult. So you said 18 years, mm-hmm. but now you're at a phase of life of potentially moving on. And so you're not teaching today. You're here with me. I so. am. Yes. I, uh, I literally dropped the mic, um, around June 7th and, mm. and told my supervisor that I would not be returning. 
And I struggled with that decision for probably about two years. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I just needed a, a life change and I wanted to be in Winchester and be a part of the Winchester community instead of commuting out of it mm-hmm. all the time and being too drained to be a part of it when I came home. Hmm. And I mentioned your husband. He's been on the podcast before. What's mm-hmm. his job and role? Remind uh, us of Scott that. Scott Spriggs yeah. is a vice president of recruiting and marketing. Have a very long commute at all. No, he doesn't. Living not. Like in a town. mile and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the pros and cons that you were probably wrestling with in your own mind of like, okay, thinking for two years of like, is this the long term career for me? Right. What, what then ultimately had you say, okay, I'm going to drop the mic. I'm going to just leave that position. I was always exhausted. Um, and now that we have a, a three year old, um, I didn't feel like I was being the best mom that I could be. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like when I was being at school, I was being the best teacher that I could be. And I was just being pulled on both ends and I, it just needed to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm someone who needs to be fully into what I'm doing. And if I'm doing something halfway on both ends, that means something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So change was needed. Change was needed. And I think a lot of people can probably resonate with that. Anybody who's listening to us is like, well, am I happy with my job? Am I not happy? Am I happy with my career? Am I not? And what, what then allows you to go through the process and cycles of thinking about a change is okay. Well, what out there, what, what's better out there for me? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. and at least the way that my brain thinks like, what are the pros and cons of what I'm doing? And then is there something better and what would be the pros and cons of that? So I think you're pretty pragmatic person and you're wrestling with those kind of things right now. Mm -hmm. So you are here for a reason. You're here to chat with us a little bit about what, what is the next step for you? What is that next career path? Because, um, we've been chatting a lot about real estate lately. Mm -hmm. So what, what is going on in your mind of what your career path would look like? Well, at least the base was in my hometown. I wanted something that was going to be, uh, allowing me to be flexible in my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have a very positive and uplifting work environment, which I did not always have mm-hmm. the last 18 years. So I, I really thought real estate is the, the avenue I wanted to start walking down. And, and I've had a um, couple mentors, a couple friends in the last couple of years that said, Hey, you know what you ought to do? You know what you might be good at? <laughs> Why don't you talk to? So, um, uh-huh. one of those people obviously being you, which is uh-huh. why I'm sitting at this table. So, uh, yeah, real estate is where my brain is and I've been working on the course mm-hmm. to, uh, fulfill, um, requirements to be able to take my state and national exam. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And obviously taking courses are, um, valuable tools and information to just learn the black and white mm-hmm. information about what, uh, you know, what an industry or what for this specific degree, you know, real estate looks like. And it's not even a degree. It's just passing the test. But it's the real world life experience I think is really wanting to sink in. So that's why I like hanging out with you because we can <laughs> we can rub shoulders and be like, okay, let's reminisce about um, how do you interact with six or seven seventh graders and is a client the same as a sixth and seventh grader? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. <laughs> Probably in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there might be, but the the 
the idea of what the real estate world can bring to you. You rattled off just a few things that you were looking for mm -hmm. um, and you haven't even experienced it yet. No. So let's, let's talk about the real estate world from an agent standpoint. We don't always do this here on Iconic Talk. So this is going to be something new for the listeners as well. Um, but it's important, I think, for you, the listening audience, to be educated in like the world that we swim in as a real estate agent. So Danielle, you're, you're going to jump in into oh basically this like real estate world. So let's talk about pros and cons. Why would anybody want to become a real estate agent? So you rattled off a couple of things. Mm -hmm. You mentioned being local, having flexibility. What else is standing out to you? And then I'll give you my take as well. What else is standing out to you of like what makes a real estate agent um, career be appealing? Well, I think I'm already really good at establishing relationships mm -hmm. um, with you know large and small groups, but also more on the individual level as well. And I think when you are helping a client or a client and their family to really find what they want and to be happy in that space. I feel that's going to be very fulfilling mm. and you really get to mentally spend time with that client mm -hmm. and really help them to find and build their new existence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be really cool. Mm -hmm. I love that's, that's a good answer because what people don't realize is that in the real estate world, there are relationships that are consistently being formed and um, cultivated, not just for the purpose of a transaction, right. of buying or selling a house, but just for the purpose of how can we as realtors provide a service to someone that they might only deal with once or twice in their life. Right. And so there's... There's kind of a joy that comes out of that, of, of helping somebody in a transition that is sometimes stressful, mm -hmm. um, be able to get into a new home of their dreams, if they call it that, or right. downsize their house, or upsize their house, or move out of town for a job, or moving into town out of a job. There's a relationship component of it that I think is really valuable. Um, the way I'm thinking about it, if you, if you look at what a realtor does, um, the pros and cons. First of all, people are in it for money, right. so you can't ignore that. Of course. <laughs> there is no salary in a real estate world. Um, Which is a little terrifying. Now, there there are some newer models, uh, just so you can think about correcting me, but there are newer models out there where some real estate companies do give salaries to people. Hmm. Um, they treat it like a like a traveling salesperson that some of them might even get like cars or gas money or things like that or an expense account just like a typical um, salesperson might have but the there's limitations to that so I'm gonna I'm gonna only speak to the typical model which is for money a realtor only gets paid when the deal goes to closing right so no again so there's pros and cons here because from the financial standpoint, it is unlimited potential. If you have tons of friends and tons of clients and tons of people that are looking to buy and sell a house, um, there is unlimited potential. There's no cap of how, no um, end to the potential of how much money you can make, except for just your time, your resources, and how many people that you know that can help buy us, that you can help them buy or sell a house. Mm -hmm. That's that's a really cool perk that 
you know, a person who's on salary, which as a teacher, you mm -hmm. came from that background, right? You, if you just lived on your own, you have a budget, you have a salary, you know what you can afford and what you can't afford. You know, okay, after, after going out in the town a couple nights in a row, okay, I've got to cut back because I'm spending too much. Exactly. <laughs> right? Because you are on a fixed income. Right. Real estate, no fixed income. The downside to that is that, okay, you, it might take a while to start making some money. You, if you're getting started, there's also the, the ups and downs of the real estate market that there's trends of, you know, there's a good time and then there's bad times. Um, there's also, we're getting paid off of the, the sale of the house, the price of the house. Um, so there's some house prices that are lower than others. And so some require more work than others. And you break it down, how much you get paid per hour is very, varies tons um, based on how intense of a transaction that it is, how many hours you put into it and what the payout is. So I'm not, I'm not here to scare you. No, Danielle. no, no. These you know, are all the things is, I've already thought of. <laughs> you've, you, so there you go. So you've already been thinking about it and you're like, okay, I'm diving right in. So the financial side, there's pros and cons, right? You also mentioned flexibility. Uh, in just, what time would you have to arrive and when would you ab were you able to leave? My morning duty started at 7.50. Mm -hmm. um, wow. I was so you left town. 6.45, 6.50. Yeah. I was able to leave uh -huh. at 3.10, but what teacher leaves when school's out? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not hardly any of us. And, you know, a lot of my evenings, I was also uh, department chair and uh, district rep for a, a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of evening concerts. If you're department chair, you show up for all of your colleagues' concerts as well. So there were evenings I wasn't getting back to Winchester till 9, 9.30. Mm -hmm. And a lot of wow. those evenings. And some weekends as well with doing honors choirs and events and field trips with the kids. Wow. So how many hours do you just ballpark would you would you actually put in per week? Definitely more than 40. Yeah. Um, contract hours were 35. Um, but I was there at least 40, if not closer to 50. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the driving too. Oh, I, I did the math on the driving. Uh huh. Um, my contract as a teacher is 180 days out of the year. Uh -huh. But if I did the math on driving, how many hours I was in the car, that added another 53 days to my work year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There, but there's so many people who live here in town that are commuting mm -hmm. that distance or more for work. Well, got to get over that mountain for the over the mountain for the over the mountain money. Over, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. I get it. No, it makes sense, but you're you're tied and you're locked in with a certain time constrictions. So the flexibility of what a realtor um, has is if you're your own boss. You you put in the hours however you see fit. Um, you yes, sometimes you're at the mercy of a client who would call you and say, "I want to go see a house today." And there's limited times that the client might have and so you're going to be more flexible to do that mm -hmm. so you're just not locked into a quote-unquote nine-to-five kind of job Monday through Friday kind of job so there's pros and cons to that as well right I mean the the benefits are you can hang out with your kid in the morning right yeah that's been that's been game-changing yeah I never got to see my child in the morning yeah 
I saw him three hours a day. And that's, that's a tough way of living. Mm -hmm. And that probably was one of the deal breakers saying, okay, I'm, that's the dropping the mic to say, I've got to change my lifestyle a little bit. So it's a huge benefit Uh, as any self-employed person or entrepreneur or salesperson maybe would say there's a lot of flexibility. My flexibility, I don't like to admit a lot, but in the middle of the day, I will leave and go to the gym and I can work out. And my wife says that I work out with all the stay at home moms because Mm -hmm. that's the time slot that I can go and have time to go do that. And if I was working a nine to five job, I would not be there those mornings. No. So I have the flexibility to do that. But on the flip side, you're constantly on call. You're constantly, you know, at the mercy of the clients to a point. You're always, you're constantly in your mind thinking there's more work to be done. You could be working late night at 10 o'clock writing a contract. You could be searching for houses for somebody um, on the computer early in the morning, getting ready for the day. There's, there's that my brain never shuts off, right. <laughs> you know? So like there is essentially constantly things going on where um, we are always, I am always just working. And so there's, again, flip side pros, cons to what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So money, flexibility, with the other big thing that you need to think about is how do you get your, how do you get your business? And that's kind of the, when you go to school, you, you are um, a teacher and they pretty much tell you what to do. Like there's, there's no, uh, as a salesperson, <laughs> you, you're constantly having to wrestle up where does the show up, punch time card, teach kids how to sing, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Right. And then, and then you can go home here. You're constantly thinking about where the, where the business has to come from. I'm not saying that's a downside and I'm not even saying that's a pro or con. I'm just thinking that there's the constant thought process that needs to go into where do you get your business in other sales jobs? I've had, a, I've had multiple sales jobs in my career. One was that traveling salesperson that had a minivan given to me with a gas card and I would go visit and call on stores and I would just be a, a sales rep mm-hmm. um, and I would have a salary and then bonuses based off of that. I also had another job where there was a, a complete 100% commission sales job where they didn't give me any of those tools and I would have to go sell things to different businesses. Um, so I've had multiple sales jobs in my career, which is why I like the real estate part of it. Um, because I'm going to circle back and end our conversation on what you started with the conversation of relationships, how you get the business is based off relationships. So it's being a part of the local community, being a part of the town, um, engaging with neighbors and friends and people and people who you've known for a long time and they just have to like you. Well, luckily, I have this wonderful husband of mine who, being his wife, is sometimes like being the first lady. Yeah. We can't walk down the walking mall without seeing 10 people we know that want to say hi. And mm-hmm. he's, he's a wonderful personality, and he's very um, optimistic. He's always bubbly, and he's a wonderful marketer, uh-huh. which is why you know I'm not quite as nervous about the marketing side of things mm-hmm. because I know I have 
that skill of his that's going to be in my back pocket. Yep. He'll just rub off on you and be like, hey, this is just smile a lot and talk a lot and shake hands. Hopefully, and- <laughs> yes. Because I am definitely an introvert. Right. And he is the opposite. Well, see, <laughs> so. so I'm an introvert as well. And my wife is the extrovert of, right. of the two of us. And yet she calls me an extrovert for hire. Oh, and yeah, so I, I understand that one. So mm-hmm. you have to adapt your personality to, um, to, to basically for me, it's to, to do the job that I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, I mean, you cannot be a complete introvert if you teach, if you had 18 years of teaching sixth, seventh and eighth graders how to sing. So right. You are on all day. You're on but all then day. That's why you crash when you get home. You crash when you get home. <laughs> so there's a component of, um, building relationships using your personality in just your um more than just not just your skills because a lot of times people will will come to me and they don't know my real estate skills from adam but they basically know that they like me they've known me for a while and they can entrust um a buying or selling of a house with me because they know that i'm at least going to have a, a, a an opportunity of communicating well with them have a ethics that is going to be, you know, honest and fair and, um, you know, treat them right. And I think there's a component of just knowing who somebody is and the personality of, that you're going to work with is going to benefit, um, you or any salesperson of how they get their business. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of rambling here about the pros and cons of real estates, but, I think it's it's cool for people to know the behind the scenes of thought process that we go through. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and you're a salesperson yourself, you're probably thinking to yourself, yep, I, I fully agree with that. Or you might say, hey, my job is easier or more difficult <laughs> than, mm-hmm. than that. But you were diving into a world um, that uh, I just want to congratulate you well, because you. it's a little, it can be a little scary because we have mentioned a few of those downside cons to the idea, Mm -hmm. but the pros, I think, really outweigh that. Just to wrap it up and summarize, when you were thinking about real estate, you said, oh yeah, I've thought about all that. You know, so what's new in your world right now as you've been studying or as you've been interacting with some of us in the real estate world that's opened your eyes of, of what has brought more excitement to you? Hmm, more excitement. Well, I've been watching the icon teamwork and you guys all work extremely well together. It's a well-oiled machine. Um, and you guys are all very successful and I mean, I've been excited to be around you because you guys are very energetic about what you do and very positive about what you do. And that's been very helpful to me. Uh, Like you said, the biggest, the biggest scary thing for me was losing you know, a Mm full-time salary Mm -hmm. because, you know, working in Prince William, uh, after working for 18 years and having two degrees, I made a decent salary and had decent health benefits. So to drop that was was the scariest thing. And also I think learning how to sell myself, Mm. um, just going to be a a different thing for me. I mean, I've been doing that in the classroom. I have to sell myself for the kids to buy in, See, but there's going to be a little bit, it's going to be, you know, it's just a a different way. Selling yourself to sixth, seventh and eighth graders versus selling yourself to neighbors down the street. Yeah. And you know, selling, (laughs) selling myself sounds a little harsh, but you know, getting people to buy into what you're saying and to trust you and to understand that you're going to be there for them to help them and that you're not 
you know, just out for yourself. I mm-hmm. think, I think that's, and obviously you all here at, at this, you know, firm, that's how you roll. Yeah. And it's, again, it's not, we don't treat people just like a transaction. No, you do not. And it's about the relationships and it's about providing next level service to people to, yeah, think not just about the house that they're doing, but just their life mm-hmm. of the transition that it goes through and mm-hmm. that empathy that it takes to say, okay, I've been there before. I can, yeah, I can we've all been handle there. that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just, I, I think that's the biggest component of what a salesperson can offer is just their, um, their level of just comfortability of saying, I can help you with this. I can walk you through this process. Trust me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, if somebody can trust a realtor, um, that's the biggest step. So selling yourself that you can be trustworthy, exactly. I think is, is the name of the game. So, well, I'm excited to have you here because let's talk about, let's just move on and, and mm-hmm. talk about the upcoming events here in town. There are a lot. And there are a lot coming up. So we're going to talk about the next two weeks. Um, but to start with for this weekend, um, there is the Shenandoah Valley Apple Harvest Festival. And that's in the Frederick County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Have you been to one of those before? I have not. I'm usually out of town on this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be on both the 16th and the 17th. Um, and there's inflatables. There's free pony rides. There's a petting zoo. There's live music. There's apple pie eating contests. There's um, arts and vendors and crafts and a classic car show. I mean, you name it. It's going to be incredible. And for all the many years that I've lived in Winchester, I haven't been either. Everybody talks about the Apple Blossom Festival. Yeah. And that's like to celebrate the bloom. Mm, of course. And here, like, it's now time to pick those apples, people. That's right. And it's the festival time of, of for the, the harvest. Reaping, yes. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. So go to Frederick County Fairgrounds for that um, this weekend. Also, this Bourbon Fest, um, it, they're, they're going to be shutting down downtown. Um, it's from four o'clock to 10 o'clock on the 16th on Saturday. And there's some daytime events that are happening that'll be free to the public, Mm -hmm. um, indoor and outdoor venues. But then the nighttime, there's going to be a concert stage, VIP tents. Um, there's going to be, um, admission of $20 in advance or $35 for that day. You can go to the city website to get those, but there's going to be all kinds of great brewery, bars, restaurant experiences. Yeah, as I was reading, <clears throat> each of the, the, the restaurants on the walking mall are going to offer some sort of bourbon yeah. cocktail uh-huh. that you can go experience. So you could definitely do some bar hopping and check out the different cocktails that are being offered. Yep. And there's a headlining um, band called the Steel Drivers, and they are Grammy Award winners nice. from Nashville um, for their bluegrass music Mm -hmm. so if you enjoy bluegrass that would be something to come to this weekend next weekend um just a couple things to highlight the first one this is very um very uh close to shenandoah university but abram's delight Mm -hmm. um i not many people know where that is and what that is but it's a tiny little area museum like you drive by it all the time in pleasant valley Mm -hmm. and it's just to the right next to the park area with that pond that's right. abram's delight right mm-hmm. there so they're having a french and indian war weekend where there's going to be george washington's virginia Res- regiment reenactment so they're going to be creating a, 
a historical encampment area there hmm. that you can come and watch demonstrations and see reenactment of drills and things like that on both Saturday and Sunday, the 23rd and 24th from 10 to 4. Um, and then there is another really cool festival downtown. Celebrate. Celebration. Yes. I'm the, I'm the, butcher that you can say it properly yeah, celebration. celebration and i i do speak spanish a little bit but i'm always shy to to say words because mm-hmm. i just don't want to say them the wrong way but mm-hmm. celebration um obviously stands for celebration yeah in english and it's a hispanic festival that's happening downtown on the mm-hmm. 24th from 12 to 4 yeah it's just to celebrate um all the parts of hispanic heritage there's going to be a lot of um dancing demonstrations that teach you how to do some of their dances. There's mm-hmm. going to be some awesome food trucks to experience some of the taste of the culture. Um, and you've been to this before? I have walked by it. I used to be um, a part of the Main Street Foundation, and we um, we planned that, that activity. Um, but I know the last year I was on the board, I, it rained out and I wasn't able to attend, but mm-hmm. it has been very successful mm-hmm. in, in the last couple years. Yeah. Very and, successful. And I love how it's just a celebration of the mm-hmm. Hispanic heritage, mm-hmm. you know, bands, dance lessons, cra- arts, crafts. It's really cool because there's a heavy Hispanic population here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes they, they kind of go in hiding, mm-hmm. um, but we want to bring them to the forefront. Absolutely. And, um, and celebrate their heritage and just have them be a part of our community because they are so i love it well danielle thanks for being here today this kind of co-host and us grilling you about your your past um 18 years and your life here moving on into the real estate world i love it yeah bringing all the bringing all the feelings forward yes bringing them forward well good luck with your testing Thank you. And um, once you get past that, then we, we will celebrate you. We'll have our own celebration oh, nice. <laughs> here that. at Icon. So for all the rest of you guys, thank you for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. And we hope you learned something from today's episode. Look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they are experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. Danielle, you fall into those categories, oh, so you will fit you. right in. So we appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. And if you can, just take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, let them know that they can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever they get their podcasts. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Cindy Natalia, and our social media community, Gordon. Until next time, Iconic.